Hello and welcome to the 1 of second photography podcast. This was going to be episode 10 but I, I'm going to call it episode 9 and that's for a variety of reasons that I won't go into. So episode 9 is gear you've never used. So I'm back with Ben. Hello. We're still in England and it's still raining and that's all it ever seems to, to do at the moment. So you might hear um, rain because we, we are filming, not filming, we are recording in the car because we both live, we don't live close to each other. So we have to meet in the middle and that's what we've been doing in our episodes together. So we're sat in my car and it's raining because it's a nice place to record in my car, nice and quiet apart from the rain. Um, so you might hear a little bit of rain in the background, but really don't worry about that. It'll be quite soothing and maybe put you to sleep if you're listening to it at night time. So, Ben, just Hello. for our viewers who haven't listened to the other episodes, would you just like to introduce yourself, please? Yeah, my name's Ben. Um, I'm a photographer and photo editor and videographer as well. I've been freelancing videography on and off for about 10 years and uh, retouch uh, photos and edit photos nearly every day. Fantastic. Thank you for that. So we're talking about gear you never use and photography is quite synonymous with collecting lots of gear and getting lots of new gear. You don't have to do that but most of us end up doing that and most of us end up having gear that we probably don't use or need. Do you have any gear that you don't use? Um, I've got a 300mm lens which I rarely use. Um, I probably should use it because it is a very nice lens, but I just don't have much call to use it, unfortunately. So 300mm is going to be a very telephoto, so that that's a, that's a wildlife lens, really. Yeah, I don't really photo much wildlife, unfortunately. What What did you get it for, then? Um, it, came, it was part of the, the bundle with the camera. Okay. So I've got, uh, um, I won't get rid of it, it's always nice to have. And I, I think that's the difficulty, because I've got a variety of lenses that I, gen I don't use that often, but at the back of my mind there's always this sort of, ah, but I could use it for that, yeah. ah, but this might come up, and so on and so forth. I bought a lens to do astrophotography, because I think that's really, really oh, cool, yeah, doing astrophotography. That. It's a really good lens for astrophotography. It didn't, it wasn't expensive. I got a very good deal on it. I got it secondhand um, from Amazon Warehouse deal. Amazon Warehouse. I buy most of my stuff from Amazon, if I'm honest. Um, no sponsorship there. But I haven't. I've used it once, and that and I, that was just to try it out. So in my when I bought it, I didn't have particularly big family commitments. I now have quite big family commitments. Um, it means I can't go out at 8 o'clock at night to do astrophotography or drive off somewhere to do astrophotography at 8 o'clock at night. And plus around here, especially in England around here, it's, you'd be hard-pressed to find a decent clear night to get any shots of the stars and away from uh, light pollution as well. In fact, yeah, doing you're really put out doing astrophotography, aren't you? You can only do it at night. You need to be away from light pollution. It needs to be a clear night. It's no point and not raining. Yeah, 
astrophotography quite a quite a challenge it's something i would love to do and that's why i've kept hold of the lens because i might think ah oh, yes i yes tonight everyone's in bed and i can go out and do astrophotography and it's the right conditions and it's not too cold so i'll go and do it so i suppose that's why i've held on to the lens what other stuff have you got that you don't use anymore um i've got well i've got a 55 mil lens which on its own i don't use at all um but i've got a macro attachment for that which i've used quite a lot with uh with filming um especially with um uh, engineers and technical products um like one example was um they were soldering some like uh electrical components and so macro lens for that brilliant but the 50 if i could get one a macro attachment for my 85 mil lens I would probably just get rid of the 55 straight away. So what's special about the attachment for the 55? Is it the same filter thread size? It is, yeah. I mean, okay. there probably is one for the, um, the I think it's 72, 72mm for my 85mm lens, but I just haven't looked, to be honest. And I don't do that much macro filming with it, so it, at the moment it's it, I make do with it. So is that just one of those close-up filters that is basically a concave yeah thing that you screw on the front of your lens yeah that's it and i i have a macro lens for one of my cameras and that's something i thought i'd use loads i have used i've used it a lot more than mass the astrophotography <laughs> lens but again not as much as i planned to use it i have used it quite a lot and it does come in handy for when you want to take a specific image of a dial or yeah, something like that that you can't get with something else. It's a great thing to have, even if you dust it off once or twice a year. It's better to have it and not need it. Because I know as soon as if I got rid of it, then I'd need it like the next day. That has happened to me. I'm <laughs> quite good at getting. I'm quite good at getting rid of, not getting rid of gear, but having a clear out. If I've got something that I haven't used for a while, I will. Unless there's a burning desire to continue with it, like astrophotography or macro, I will just sell it. And generally, I can sell it quite well. I know the tips to sell things on eBay and to get the the best price for it, what to do. And generally, because I, I buy things used or secondhand, I don't lose any money buying it, using it, then selling it again. Yeah. Particularly with lenses. Camera bodies you do, but not with lenses. So, 55mm, that is an odd focal length. Yeah, um, 18 to 55 Oh, it's the 18 to 55 yeah. so the kit lens. Yeah. that's It's not a bad kit lens, that. I think I've got that. Yeah, it's, I think it's the bog standard one that comes with pretty much every camera you buy, but as soon as you get it, like, I got a, a 15 to 85 and that's just... I love that lens. It's like my workhorse lens. It's great for close-ups, for longer range. It's such a crisp beautiful image as soon as i got that the 55 just never got looking i've got a lens that is an extreme wide angle lens it's quite a good lens again it was, it's quite a cheap lens I, I really didn't pay very much for it um again from amazon deals amazon warehouse and for those who don't know amazon warehouse just sells on amazon open box products so someone who buys something open the box then returns it I've always thought you get quite a big discount. I've always found the products good and it comes quite quickly because it's from Amazon. Again, that sadly they're not paying me to mm. say that. I, I really would like to be sponsored 
to say that but they're not so other things are available um, but I just find it quite the, good well, the good thing with Amazon warehouse is you've got a returns policy you yeah. get them second hand off eBay a lot of people don't accept returns and they will sell something dodgy and then you're screwed and you're stuck with a faulty lens and you're down X amount of hundreds of pounds for it unless it's not as described if it's not as described with eBay you can send it back even if they say even if they say oh I don't accept returns but you sent me an umbrella and I was <laughs> expecting a lens so yes that does need to go back but it's the hassle of it yeah I've sent things back because they're not as described um, and I've got a refund but it's the hassle I think now you you might even get your postage back but it's just the hassle of it so you are right that is another good thing about Amazon and why I would rather get something from Amazon rather than eBay particularly for photography gear but anyway it's um it's an APS-C lens so I think it's 15 to 35 and again it, it was great when I got it um, the only problem was I switched to a full-frame camera um, at some point and it, it won't work on it and it would well it will fit but it's not designed for a full frame it doesn't cover the frame there isn't much point in using it so it exclusively is for an APS-C and I only really use my APS-C camera for filming stuff so it doesn't get much of a look in. Came with a lens hood, came box, that's really good. But yeah, that is one I'm going to sell, but not in January. I'll sell it a bit later in the year. Anything else you've got that you just don't use anymore? I've got a folder of um, various filters. Um, a lot of them, I've got the UV filters pretty much always on, and then your ND filters, your neutral density ones. Um, other th other ones, I, I think I was more um, enthralled by the idea of having, oh, I've got a folder full of lenses that's going to that's gonna be great. But then a folder of 12 lenses and you only really use three of them and the rest just never get a look in. The problem is you don't know until you have that that set of 12 lenses what you're going to use. Yeah. It sounds, people, I'm sure people say, that's completely ridiculous. You've bought 12 and you only use three. You should have seen that coming. But you don't know which you're going to use until you have them all that that sounds odd doesn't it but i think yeah. that's quite true it's not until you have them you think oh i don't get i don't i'll use this this one gets 50 50 to 60 percent of all use and this one 10 percent, and this one i never use um uv filters are interesting because i always used to buy a uv filter and then put on the front and i know they're controversial the uv filter but I was just thinking I'd rather have it not. I don't mind if it knocks off a few perceivable megapixels of sharpness. That doesn't matter to me. But I think I watched a YouTube video where I saw that gee, your lens is quite tough anyway. You can it doesn't really get damaged. Yeah. The glass is really strong at the front. It has anti-scratch coatings on, so you don't really need a UV filter. And I took them off. And the world didn't end. I didn't get any scratches on my lenses. There are some lenses where I don't even put the lens cap on and they've never got scratched. I think I I always have a, a lens hood on, which keeps most of the stuff off or protects, stops things getting to the front of your lens anyway, if you have a lens, yeah. lens hood. So, yeah, UV filters don't use any more. I have a large collection of them. 
That's, no one's going to buy a set, set of UV filters, are they? No, the filters are dirt cheap on eBay, Amazon. Again, for a, a big pack for a fiver or something. Yeah, and it's always something a salesman in the shop would be keen to sell as well. Oh, get a, get a UV filter for this lens, or do do a deal for ten quid. Other things I don't use. I think as I've, I'm quite a keen. I need to be careful how I say this. I'm quite keen on using flash in images. I nearly said something terrible then. I nearly said I'm quite a keen flasher, which which, which I'm not. Um, I use a lot of flash, and I started off with a cheap flash, and then I got a better flash, and I got a TTL flash. I started off with cheap triggers, and I got um, TTL more reliable triggers, and so on and so forth. And as you build up that kit, you always start with cheap stuff, and as you build up, once you've tested the water, put your toe in the water, and you build up, you've always got that cheaper stuff you started with. Yeah. So, flash, I have a lot of, a couple of flashes that probably could go. I have sold quite a lot of my early flashes um, that were sort of 30 quid, 20 quid. What else? What else? Camera bags seem to get collected quite a lot. How many camera bags have you got? Uh, I've got two. One which was the standard over the like, over the shoulder, almost like a bum bag that the, the Canon comes in. Um, then I got another one which was like a, a messenger bag, but then I bought a backpack one and sort of cannibalized the messenger bag one and took it apart and cut it all up and repurposed it to fit um, all the lenses and everything in this one backpack. And the other one's, well, the messenger bag one is gone, but the other one is, is I still keep the little one if um, I'm going to like, I don't know, going in, into London or something and I know I'm gonna need the camera with just this lens and batteries and I'll take the little one instead of taking a huge a big backpack with me. I think the difficulty, you can never get the right camera bag, can you? Like you say, there are different scenarios you would use a different camera bag for. Yeah. But you never, I think it's impossible to find a camera bag you're happy with. There's always things you won't like about it. Well, I'm happy with the, the backpack one, um, but it's on my back and in London on the tube. I don't trust people, so if I'm taking the camera there, I'd rather have it in the little bag in front of me where I know no one's opening the zips. Mm. Or I can put padlocks on the zips, but people will still try. Well, then you can't get your stuff out quickly because <laughs> you, you padlocked it. Um, and any, there's, I probably shouldn't say this because if you're a villain and you're a criminal, <laughs> villain. you can st even if you hold, even if you padlock the two zips together, if you just pull at the space between the zips, it opens up. Yeah, the the little padlock because obviously you're limited on the size of lock you can use and the little ones are quite fragile. Mm. So I think everyone's got gear that they don't use. I'd love to be that photographer who really thought about it beforehand and thought, right, I'll I'll get a five I'll get a Canon five D Mark III, I'll get a twenty four to seventy and a seventy to two hundred and I'm done. I didn't really think of that. And one of my, someone I know went along that line. Said, "I only, only, I will only ever need two lenses. I'll get these two lenses. I'll get the best camera I can afford." Spent a fortune, but they've only invested in three bits of three bits of gear, and maybe they were wise for doing that. I don't know. So, what can you do with stuff if you don't use it? Do you have a policy? Do you have a? If I haven't used it for six months, it goes. Um, 
No, if, it, if I haven't used it, then I haven't used it. I, I should have a clean out really and get rid of stuff, but I, I like I said, I, I know as soon as I get rid of it, I'll need it. So, the, I might, I mean, like the, the 300mm lens, I haven't used that in, I don't know, at least a year, but it's nice to have it. And it's, who knows, I mean, I'm moving to Germany soon, so the forests are nearby so maybe I'll get into wildlife photography there I think there comes a, there comes a point with stuff where particularly with camera bodies it's not worth selling so my APS-C camera that I spoke about earlier which is a, a Canon interchange DSLR I wouldn't get the re it's, it's in good condition it's boxed it's got all the instructions I wouldn't get a lot of money for it, so it's not worth selling. I might as well keep it as a backup camera. So I think it's good to get rid of stuff. It's good to sell it. It's good to give it away, whatever you want to do with it. But at a certain point, it becomes not worth it. And so no, as soon there's, as, there's no point doing it. As soon as the new model comes out, then the previous ones just plummet in price. And it's always the bodies that, are the, that lose money. The lenses, not so much. But mm. like you say, just keep it as a, as a backup if you're not, if you're doing a photo shoot, then if it's still, I'm sure it's a great quality camera. So just have that with a different lens, so you can just keep switching between the two. Yeah, I mean my full frame. I use my full frame DSLR a lot because it's brilliant. It's it's really good. I, I can't fault it. And I have quite a few small cameras that go out on family trips or day trips, which are so much better than just using a smartphone. Um, in terms of because if I want to capture my children a smartphone won't do because they don't sit still <laughs> whereas a proper camera even if it's quite a wide angle like 35 millimeters, still captures them really quickly two thousandth of a second the camera I take most places with me has a built in ND filter so it, I can just pick the camera up go when I need it turn it on, take a shot turn it off um, it's the Fuji X100 that comes out a lot of places with me um, just because it's easy and it's light and people have preconceptions if you walk around with a DSLR and a massive lens as well so <laughs> I always want to avoid that Yeah. Um, particularly going places with my children as well I don't want to be I don't want to be carrying that around but I also don't want that perception no of course not no um, so yeah so yeah stuff where there is a need to sell stuff I use eBay I have traded in but you like with a we talked about Amazon there are other companies that sell camera gear and have second hand gear I have traded in a few things with them but you will always get a better price on eBay but you go to much more hassle on eBay, I would say. Yeah, um, if you if you're after just a quick buck, then CEX they'll buy camera equipment, and if you ever look in the window, they've always um, got lenses for sale and various bodies, but they'll give you a lot less than you would get selling it online. Mm. I have sold a lens with them, and I just it was why it was a twenty-eight to one hundred thirty-five. Just never used it and it, it was really if I carried it around it always extended it always dropped it had terrible zoom creaks so I did sell it with them I didn't get a huge 
amount with them but the reason I sold it with them was because it didn't sell on eBay ah. so not a lot is better than nothing so yeah. I, I couldn't sell it on eBay no one bought it so I sold it for them and I've not missed it strangely I've not missed it that lens have you sold any gear Ben? Um, I've sold bits and pieces over the years um, nothing major though I'm a bit of a hoarder like I say I'll I'll just keep it because you never know when I'm going to need it and it's always better to have interchangeability for any um, circumstances than struggling if you suddenly oh, oh god I need to film something over there oh well can't do it I agree and certainly your next camera might be able to take it up, might be able to take that lens that you would have sold if that makes sense yeah. but just with an adapter you might be able to fit it on a different brand and it might work okay. So, I would recommend selling stuff, but only if you get a good price for it. I've never traded in a whole camera system to say switch to Fuji or something. I've never traded in seven Canon lenses and a, a body just to get the new <laughs> Fuji one, um, which some some camera retailers will offer. Never done that. I've only ever really sold on eBay, apart from the one time I went to a different seller but yeah i think if you don't use it sell it unless you anticipate using it so that was talk that was our episode nine about talking about gear you've never used what do you think have you uh, have you amassed an, a garage load of gear or are you the smart photographer who's got one body and two lenses that we spoke about let me know your thoughts find us on facebook and listen to our other episodes thank you goodbye Bye.